I really like your uh, sweaters from Ann Taylor, Grace. I think it was really <laughs> sexy. Thank you. I think the Lord is sexy. <laughs> My name's Joey. Hi, my name is Dolores. And this is, what's it called? A 30-year-old teenager podcast for people whose development was severely stunted. Yeah. So, we are visiting the high school of Ulysses S. Grant High School as we talk about the secret life of the American teenager. Teenager. Uh, I I just want to know where these kids got the money for these name brand pregnancy tests. Those are a lot of money, even like 2008 money. That's like 15 bucks a piece as a uterus haver in this world. Like <laughs> I have had to buy that test as an adult a few times and go off brand. So that's just all I'm saying. Well, well, again, they're like really rich kids, um, so they they probably have like a credit card. Their parents just like give them to use, and their parents are like whatever. She spent sixty bucks at Walgreens. Maybe she got some bunch of sodas. I don't know. <laughs> Why did you spend sixty dollars at Walgreens, Lauren? You want to talk about it, Lauren? That's probably. <laughs> Why later in the season, Lauren's like, my parents won't let me talk talk to you. Well, why? Because I spent $60 on pregnancy tests. (laughs) And they're really upset about it. Yeah, so this show started in 2008, lasted for five seasons. Mm -hmm. It was on ABC Family, uh, formerly known as Fox Family. Now it's known as Freeform. Mm -hmm. Uh, It used to be the headquarters for the best Christmas movies, but now that's Hallmark Channel that gets all the, the you know, made-for-TV Christmas movies. The overall storyline of, like, the first few episodes is Amy Jurgens. she got, like, no, like uh, knocked up and she's 15 and she doesn't know how to tell her parents and, and all this. And a bunch of teen drama and a bunch of wild show. It, it's one of the wildest shows that's ever existed, uh, especially for like what it is as a teen drama. Uh, it's just, it's just wild. Bebop, bonkers, woo-woo crazy. <laughs> Nobody talks this way in the yeah. history of human. <laughs> yeah, like it, it reminds me, well, like the things they say, the way they act, it's, it, it's, it's, it's not real, and it reminds me of a David Lynch film, kind of. Yes, Be- yes. Because like both of them, nobody has conversations like that ever. But they work in this weird, weird world. World, you know, you got the Lynch world, and you got the Secret Life world. Like <laughs> I like to imagine Reverend Camden driving to this sexually active town and poking on holes in the condoms because that many people got pregnant using protection birth control and condoms again i have a uterus and it 
doesn't happen that easily. I swear to you. And I think that he's doing this. And like, oh, you should have been abstinent. That's the only way to prevent pregnancy, young ladies. Maybe so. I'm going to call it the seventh heaven universe, extended universe, because they both have the dairy shack. And you see uh, the cop from seventh heaven who shows up as the coach in certain episodes. And it's just, it's hilarious. Like, I really think they're in the same universe. I would think so too, but like, uh, like I know that Beverly Mitchell, I guess, joins the cast later on in this show. Um, Mitchell is the, is a girl from Seventh Heaven, like the middle kid. Oh, that's right. I forget that Lucy shows up. I completely That was her name. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Lucy. I'm like, who the fuck is Beverly Mitchell? <laughs> <laughs> Lucy. Let's talk about the like, actual theme song. I actually like yeah, really like, like this theme song. <laughs> it's yeah, it's catchy. Cheesy and dumb. It's such an easy thing to do. Or can't do it, he can do it. Let's stop talking. Let's do it. Let's call the little I like that Molly Ringwald used her chops to sing this. That's one of my no, favorites. Oh, really? Yes, she did. I think so. Hold on. She Hold did? On. Yeah. Yeah, she did sing it. She, right. yeah, they were like, we can't get anybody to like do a song for this show. So you're up, Molly. She's like, yes, get to sing. <laughs> Let's just kind of dive into the show. Episode one, uh, like a bit, you know? Yeah. Uh, this is, you know, the episode that that Amy finds out that she's like pregnant. And again, this is the craziest <laughs> First episode to like any teen drama ever. And I've seen like a lot of them. And and they always like set up like the overall storyline. But the way that this that this first episode, it feels like you watched five episodes mm-hmm. because so much stuff happens. Um let me see. I didn't really like write anything down besides that. Um it was like super crazy. And I'm trying to think what exactly all happens. Well, we all, all the characters and, uh, Grace is introduced as being eye candy for like every teenage boy at this school. They all, they just like stop what they're doing to like check her out. You know? Yes. Yeah, like, yeah, Grace is a super religious person. Uh, she listens to her parents. Uh, you know, she follows whatever her parents say, um, which, you know, which is cool because she's like 15. Um, but her boyfriend, Jack, who's secretly homosexual, he just doesn't know I, it yet. I'm going to say that as canon. I know they never say that in the show, but <laughs> just look at that boy. Like, just yeah. look at his lips. Like, Those are some DSLs. Yeah, because like he he tries way too hard. Because like, oh my god, there's this one scene I think in episode five where like he like takes his shirt off. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it's like he's 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 trying to like prove himself to like Grace because like there's this whole thing with like Ricky he Ricky was like shirtless like saving Grace but man <laughs> the ridiculous of a high school kid fifteen year old in like the middle of like the hallway just taking a shirt off. <laughs> Uh, I was like, this show is unreal. It's wild. It was um, the first episode where they're introducing everybody, and Ricky does that weird seduction thing he does, yeah. like pushing her hair off. And said, like, "Do you think I'd forget that night, Amy?" And it's like, "You're gross. <laughs> you are very gross. Teenage boys are disgusting." <laughs> and um, just. The whole Grace being the hot chick and Adrian having no discernible real dialogue until episode five. Like episode one, it's like beep beep boop boop sex. Like <laughs> hey, <laughs> like what do you like sex? <laughs> like that's it. Like it's very trying to uh, immediately painting Ricky as damaged. Like him having sexual urges is abnormal. Adrian's abnormal. Grace. Let's talk about episode one in the Christianity thing where they're treating Christians like an ethnic group because we're Christian. Like super strict Christians are almost like their own ethnic group when you think about it. Because I've known yeah. some, and yeah, they they were weird, different beings. Um, yeah, but these these were like kids in regular school who got haircuts. And wore normal clothes from the store. They were like Methodists. They're not like woo-woo Pentecostals. And like these were like normal looking white children who are talking about themselves like they're a Reverend Camden's cult. Like it's because we're Christians. Like they're, you're not oppressed. You're not. Like and it's like we're saving ourselves from marriage. Or they repeat like 17 times. Oh, like, yeah. They do not. <laughs> Like episode one, he's already getting a blowjob at the end of the episode. Yeah. So again, like, like how this show is paced. Again, I mentioned the first episode. It seemed like you saw five or six episodes, but all this is crammed in to this one episode, and that's how the show runs. Because spoiler alert, uh, Amy, Amy's parents break up within the first few episodes. Like. Shouldn't this have been like a two season storyline? But no, it like instantly, like, bam, this boy's out of here. And he's he sleeping. Go on, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's sleeping with uh, Adrian's mom. It's like, I mean, God. it's just so crazy how quick this show goes. And there's just the story. Right? Like, she's, well, she's already pregnant, which I think they should have, like, had the episode where he gets her pregnant first, like had yeah. that hookup. They tease this shit and won't show you for like, I think it's like a whole other season. I can't remember the actual flashback to him yeah. knocking her the fuck up, which, you know, it's like he just spooched in her in two seconds. And I really wanted to touch on this topic. I don't think yeah. that he's good in bed. They paint him as this hot high school boy fucking these girls. I think he's good at getting them in bed and that I've known people like this. He would have had an old ass girlfriend in college if he was that good in bed. He wouldn't be sleeping with these 14 year old girls. Adrian has no idea what sex is supposed to be. 
So she's letting this dude nut in her, like I'm assuming. And um, I was like, wow, he lasted a whole minute. This is the best I've ever had. And it's just nobody knows like, that he's bad bet. Like, well, like I, may, well, okay, it's like maybe with the actual penetration, he's not that good at it. But what if he's great at foreplay? Huh. That's what I'm saying. That he, he could have been really good at like eating out and like stuff like that. So maybe he's like a 15 year old. Uh, what's the word? Foreplay. How would they teenager. say it on the show? Oh, they would just say it. He does good oral sex. <laughs> they would repeat it 80 <laughs> times. Every time somebody does something on this show, it's repeated. Amy, she's pregnant, right? Yep. Pregnant, pregnant. And just like Amy's pregnant. Like we had sex. They don't say doing it. They don't say horning it up or whatever the kids say. They say we had sex. It drives me crazy because it's gross. Sex is a gross word. He put his penis in my vagina. And it just, I think they're trying to make the act of sex unsexy. Like, but they're Wait, still showing yeah. showing Adrian's boobs and like, uh, like somebody every- on the top. Yeah. I think the costume department was perverts, except for Amy. Ugh. I loved her in her little band uniform with the positive pregnancy test. And her mom is all like, I made you pot roast. <laughs> I like the pot roast. Like, you're attentive enough to have dinner ready for your kid but you're not attentive enough. Also, I would have sued that band camp. I want to say that band camp was letting Ricky fuck all these girls. There's probably other pregnant girls from other <laughs> states. Like, you just come in sure. everybody. And then, okay, so, like, that's that's one thing that's, like, weird, too, that Ricky is in the band. Uh, he plays the drums, which for the usual, like, uh, dude ho, they're, they're not usually band geeks, but Different stereotype here because he's in the band and he's hoeing it up. It's just doesn't usual teen dramas. They don't work that way. Usually the, the band geek is this loser virgin who's just kind of like I don't know a nerd. But they didn't know how to make a plot device. They could have had him sneaking over from the troubled boys camp to exactly yeah. To this co-ed band camp, which would have been real way more fun. Like, I gotta find me some stupid girls, and then he goes and finds the dumbest one in the bunch and comes in her. Like, just <laughs> yep, two seconds. That's what she said. So I'm yeah. trusting Amy. Oh, hold on. How do you feel about uh, what's that? Sorry, you had mentioned earlier that you thought that Amy was downplaying the sex. But she stutters when she lies. When she told Ben that the sex only lasted two seconds, I'll have to review this scene. She didn't stutter. I had sex with Ricky. It was awful sex, though. I mean, it it only lasted like two seconds. I wasn't even sure it was sex until this happened. So I think that she was telling you the truth and it might be the most clever writing in the show. That's actually like a really good thing to like uh, pick up on. So yeah, maybe sell it. 
Like that's that's very wise. I will review the scene and make sure I'm right. Because she would have been like, it only lasted two seconds and I did, 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 did not come. I was gonna say Ricky's dad like I guess raped him. I guess I don't know. Um, that's weird. one thing that we learned in like the first episode right. too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They want to paint him as a damaged goods, and that yeah. yeah, him being horny is not normal. If you're horny, not normal. Bad, bad. That's uh. oh, um, again. I'm sorry for like any listeners who are thinking we're going all over the place there. But again, I'm going to say something that is out of context of what we're currently talking about. But uh, Adrian, again, there was a I don't want to be called called racist or whatever, but like she has a Spanish guitar theme song whenever she like shows up. It's like that's just a little racist. The why, you know? No one else has their own theme, but like she does. It's like this multiple whatever Latino girl. I I don't want to bring up the fact that like the creator loves her stereotypes. She likes to put people in their boxes. She puts, uh, what's it, Ben's two friends, Hank and Alice, like yeah. George Alice. Nobody, nobody, their names are not important. They're irrelevant. They have no other characters than being Asian stereotypes. Like Alice, mm, according to my computer, the statistics <laughs> for teenage pregnancy are this. Well, then maybe you should compile the documents to sue the condom company that this town is failing. <laughs> But yeah, Allison Henry. So Allison Henry. Um, yeah. Adrian is. If they had made a white girl the whore of the show and the Hispanic girl the virgin, which is way more likely as a as the whole half Hispanic. There are a lot more conservative Hispanic girls in the world. Then oh, yeah. you would yeah, you would have a really slutty Christian white girl. And if you did have that then parents would have been upset in writing letters. But because they made her Mexican-American or Latina, whatever, however they make her overemphasize it, like yeah. the Spanish guitar. It's like, oh, okay, she's a Spanish, she's a slut. And it was just like, because most Hispanic girls will marry their first boyfriend and like, they don't, they're less likely to be like Adrian. It would be more likely that Grace to be showing off her titties and being like, I don't care what my parents say. I love sex. Sex. Sure. Airhorns going like Adrian trying to seduce the counselor. Like, oh yeah, so- man. Let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what you say, exact? So like the uh, the uh, counselor, he's he's brand new to the school. And uh, he's he's kind of a what you call it? he's he's the guy that like drives certain plots to like move along like mm-hmm. the uh, oh, storyline. Yeah, because like characters like especially Ben, which we've not talked about Ben yet, but, but anyway, uh, oh, a lot. But uh, but yeah, so like the counselor goes up to uh, Adrian and forget how he starts this conversation. I think he kind of asked her like how's school going or something like that or whatever. But then what does she say exactly? She, uh, I know she, she like says, 
he's like, sorry, he's like, he's like, what are you thinking about doing after school? He's like, I want to go to New NYU because they heard they have a good sex program. And-, <laughs> and he's like, okay, well, your grades are really good. Your PSAT score is off the chart. And then she's basically like, I like sex, just like that. Like, there is no pretext. There is literally. Oh, yeah, there's you. Yeah. Yeah. Her- like, she wants to get on with this counselor. And, like, a part of me, if I can remember back when I was originally watching the show, uh, again, if this is a spoiler, I don't know. Um, Dolores, do you remember? If the counselor is uh, Adrian's dad? No, her dad is a very pretty Hispanic man that I will also put in the coded as gay categories. Like, Adrian, you're my daughter. Like, just beautiful eyes and huge lips and just trying to, like, make him look like Adrian. But, like, he just looks... No, 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 hate. Like, he looks too pretty. Like, just like the Jack syndrome of, like, this beautiful, gorgeous man and beast that um, the counselor, I think, becomes, like, defense against the dark art team. Like, if you look, if you know Harry Potter at all, the defense Mm -hmm. against dark art changes every year. And I think that happened with the counselor. Like, at one point, it's Blossom or some bullshit. And Mr. Molina was... I think you're right. It was just there to drive the plot and um, kind of flesh out characters a little bit. Like you first get to see old Ben, a bitch in the counselor's office. Like, I love her. And she's going to be my wife. <laughs> but age, age, oh, man. <laughs> I what to say about that fucking moron. I fucking, everybody hates Ben. But yeah, like, Ben is one of the all time worst. TV characters ever. Um, Classic incel. I think he birthed the incel movement. Uh, ben is Ben is a nightmare. Uh, I like to do a segment I call "Shut Up, Ben," um, where he just says something stupid, like when when Amy's like, "I'm a whore," and he says, "Well, you're my whore." No, I'm sorry. It was a joke. I just meant that I love you. No, you're my whore. And it's like, shut up, Ben. <laughs> and then, like, I, because, like, Ben, like, oh my God. This boy says, I love you way too quick to um, Amy. It's like their, their first date or something like that. He says, I love you. And then, like, this boy says it, like, nonstop. If you were making a drinking game on this show and you said, every time, Ben says that, take a shot. You would be passed out halfway during the episode because he says, I love you uh, like 50 times like Amy each episode. And it's, it's it's bad. It's, yeah, it's bad. But Ben is just terrible. Um, he proposes to her in my absolute favorite scene Besides the abortion clinic scene is when big sausage king Leo swat like want, like like in, lets himself into Amy's father's Mr. Jurgen's office and basically is like let let your daughter marry my incel of a son hmm? and it's like why and he says this says he misses his mother it's like you can't like buy yeah it, it's 
it's weird that this guy, guy Leo, just wants to like have his son get like married at 15. Remember, they were 15. They don't look it because they're like all like 25. But um, he tells uh, Amy's dad, like, hey, man, we we are financially set up, you know, to like give her a good household, good life. So just like, come on, man, let your daughter marry my 15 year old son. You know, should be the two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> they said that they said that when he had that stupid picnic where he proposed to her which I also enjoy because he sees these couples who are in love and Amy sees an old couple get into a slap fight I love that and she's just terrified and any when you're that scared anything anybody says to you makes sense so this Poor little hormone craze, 15-year-old girl has has a baby in her tummy and is just like, okay, maybe that sounds like a good idea. And then like, wait, this is bonkers banana pants. I need to talk to somebody. And Here's why Ben's a really bad guy, too, because like he is a mental abuser of like Amy. Like he he sees Amy is going through all these issues and like he he just kind of like hey i'm here let's get married he like just forces that idea on her like non-stop he's like hey i love you let's get married he says this non-stop that he he like because she's in this fragile state that she's she like falls for it kind of you know uh, so, like, Ben's a mental abuser. Oh, he's sweet. He's like, well, he's not sweet. He's evil yeah. because there's a lot of men in this world who do this to women who are pregnant or, like, are single moms who are just stressed out and tired. And then they're just oh, like, yeah. hey, I got money. I got a place to stay. You come here. I promise I won't murder you. And it's like, <laughs> you promise? And maybe Leo is like, if I can get my crazy son a wife then he won't murder a bunch of people <laughs> like that was Leo's thinking. Like I have a time bomb on my hands. <laughs> but yeah, but like, I, I, I'm just confused. Like, was he designed to, to be the girl? I mean, the guy that like young, like viewer, like female viewers was like, man, that's the type of boyfriend I want. You know, I don't, I feel like that's how it started off. But I know later on in the series, like, oh, yeah. he, like they just turned him into a complete psycho. And the first yeah. season, I think they were trying to paint him as sweet. But Ricky, like, you immediately begin to empathize with him because he's had a, his tragic backstory, man. Like, and doesn't have parents. And he's just trying to, like, deal with life with the tools that he has. Versus Ben who has, as you said, emotionally abuses this young girl who is in a very dangerous situation. There are people who go after pregnant women. They're one of the most vulnerable people, like, not to get political, but one of the most murdered population are Amy's. Like, these, like, pregnant women, people just kill pregnant women. And and not to laugh at that, but this horrific thing happens to pregnant pregnant women a lot. Yeah, it's bad. Well, like, 
Like, we were talking about uh, Amy's six-week pregnancy. Um, oh, yeah. Showing. Um, so, again, like, I'm not, like, I'm not, I don't know too much about when when women start showing. But it does seem like it's it's after six weeks. It's I like, was six weeks pregnant, and I had no symptoms. I took a pregnancy test and I'm like, it's going to be negative. It's going to be the best day ever. It's like, wait one goddamn minute. (laughs) So six weeks pregnant, most people are not going to be throwing up. It's different for everybody. You're certainly not going to be showing at the carnival and, you know, it's not like, and she was probably more throwing up because of nerves than anything else. They, I want to touch on that this show purposely didn't tell you how far along she was. Like, it kept that vague. So you're at the abortion clinic, which, you know, it uh, was bothersome, the abortion clinic seen it, because they're all like, it's a free clinic, which is not true. There is nowhere in the United States of America you can just walk in and, like, scan your America card and get a free abortion. I needed antibiotics when I was under it. Parents have to be there. Uh, or, like, at least a person over 18, not two other 15-year-old friends. And she's already in the room, like, trying to have this dramatic, like, oh, she almost had her baby sucked out. And they say the word baby. They never say the word fetus. Abstinence is pushed. Shailene Woodley complained about this. The cast, apparently, would protest some of these bullshit storylines like this is dumb but at one point they had um sarah palin's daughter skateboard or whatever the fuck her name was on the show because they were like pumping this abstinence is cool yo look at me i didn't do abstinence and i got pregnant twice and it's like shut up (laughs) bristol bristol palin that's her name yeah Um, yeah i think i think in real life, it's like all these kids showed up to the abortion clinic. Like they would have called the parents. I don't care what state you're in. It was trying to create panic with parents watching. Like your daughter might be just randomly getting her free abortion at the free abortion clinic where anybody can walk in with a gaggle to you. Everybody got an abortion that day. All eight girls that Ricky got pregnant just walk in there and get pregnant in this universe or get unpregnanted. <laughs> Episode three, it's like if you get a gallon of gas, you get free tampons. It's like I've never seen that ever in my entire life. They never give you free tampons anywhere unless the shitty crappy ones you get like in some bathrooms at places. But no, they never give you those things. Are, the good ones are expensive. I'm not going to talk about tampons three hours later. And that's my thoughts on tampons. <laughs> they needed a plot device to show that Amy hadn't gotten her period. Um, and the mom is so inattentive that, you know, I think there's a lot of moms who like mark their calendars, which are good parents, but Anne and George are having their marital difficulties. And I think that's supposed to be one of the reasons that Amy's mom's been distracted because her dad is getting his dick sucked by the local sex lady, which I guess is what they call Adrian's mom. She has no personality other than the sex lady because on the course of this show, she sleeps with 
George, who she knows is married and, of course, is supposed to have panic about single mothers, like single mothers out to have sex with your ugly husbands. Ooh, watch out, ladies. George is fucking ugly. Even Amy's like, who would have sex with dad if they didn't have to? (laughs) Her her mom is legally obligated to have sex with this ugly man. Context of this this show filled with pretty boys like Ricky and Jack. You know, just gorgeous boys. You have this like monkey face, eating <laughs> hairline furniture salesman, and he's the one getting ganked. You don't think Adrian's mom would have been tapping Ricky? That's how that shit goes in real life. She. It seems like I, if memory serves me correct, I might be wrong, but it seems like. She does get with Ricky like later on in this season or like season two. It just seems like that happens. But I don't remember Thomas, exactly. It does. I think I think that would like put this show into full on pedophile status. Like it already like straddles the line for lack of a better word. It is kind of a petty show, like like a pedophile type show, because like Adrian, again, always with the push up bra. Always like, oh my God. like uh, titties, and then she's supposed to be 15. I know the actress was, I think, 23 or something like that. But but the idea of like the viewer seeing this 15 year old, it's a little pedophile ish, you know? Because uh, again, yeah, and- most like teen dramas, the main cast are supposed to be like 17 or like 18. So a, a bit closer to like legal age. This is 15 year olds, like freshmen. Yeah. I thought Adrian was like 16 or 17, but you know, it's kind of just splitting hairs at that point because they're all. Do you mean like the character? The character. I thought she was like 16 or so because she can drive like, and oh, she has yeah, a car and that's a plot device. But then why is she sleeping around with a uh, why is she sleeping around with a 15 year old Ricky then? See, that's what I don't get, because, again, um, a girl like Adrian, she would have an older boyfriend. That's kind of how it that goes in that kind of environment that you have creepy dudes who hang around high schools driving their green Pontiacs, just looking to pick up (laughs) these poor girls who don't know any better. And so she would just go sleep with a movie theater employee and be all like, my hot older boyfriend, he's like 27 and like, he's real nice. And um, I like sex, you know, that's how that would go in real life. There is no way a girl who looked like Adrian would be sleeping with two second Rickies. That just is not. That's what I'm calling him now. It's two second Ricky. Two <laughs> second Ricky. <laughs> yeah, and like, what was I gonna say? I was, uh, I was gonna say something about uh, Adrian also. Uh, well, you know what? Adrian within like the first five episodes. Again, each episode on this show, it's just, It feels like you're watching multi. Episodes like so many things happen, but like Adrian does like become one of my favorite characters because uh, because you learn that that she's smart, whatever, and then you you see her mom, you kind of get like a little bit of a 
backstory and, and the fact that she always wants Ricky to like stay with her. Um, so that, that means that she, she, she definitely wants, wants someone she needs, she needs love. She, she, she doesn't feel love. So that's why she's, she's like whoring around at this high school. But again, I didn't even realize until like you pointed out that, yeah, she's, she's the oldest one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, why is she with, with, with the Ricky? And it's like, at least, at, at least this, at least this town didn't, um, uh, did not like have any older dudes picking Adrian up and like, you know, moving her into their house because unfortunately in Adrian situations, and I've seen this happen multiple times or this poor girl doesn't have a parent around or is underparented. And it's like, this guy's going to like, let me stay at his place. And it's going to be so nice. And it's like, everything's okay. going to work out and I'm going to be loved and go to college and everything's wonderful. And wait, he's a monster. Oh no, he killed me. And, you know, oh, yeah. and that's just, that's just Adrian's situation is way more tame than it should be. Like she's running around giving blowjobs, but at least there's not like some 30 year old dude, like moving her into his condo. Like at least that's not happening. Like these kids are not as bad as they could be at all. Like where are the real bad children on this show? Like where are the heroin users? Like, where are they? Ugh. They just stuck sex like you really i don't I think you had like jack drinking beer and but it was like a downplay that's like way further in the series you don't have like a serious addiction they wanted to stick to their whole pro abstinence brand like that, that condoms don't work birth control doesn't work but you know what works jesus and they <laughs> just 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 it was bonkers. Um, I really actually like George's a- acting. I'm giving him oh, grief because he's the least attractive yeah. male, but his. I wanted to like uh, mention that earlier when we're, when we're talking about George. But yeah, George, man, he's whenever he like goes off on his like little rants, it's one of the greatest things about this show. Again, weird acting. No one would talk like this. But like, man, when George is like uh, doing his like parenting time. Oh, it, yeah. It's five minutes before he runs off to Vegas to go have sex with a flight attendant. Yeah. I, but it, it, it's like crazy. Uh, he just like, like he's not yelling at like Amy or like Ashley, um, but it's just this weird voice he does. Like, I don't know, like, how to describe it unless you watch the show. Um, what else do we need to cover? We need to talk. Um, poor Molly Ringwald. This is where she wound up was basic cable. Um, but again, like, like uh, she was one of the reasons I, like, watched the show back in, like, like, like uh, 2008 because um, ABC Family, like, pushed her as, like, promotions to like get the show going you know to get like viewers in because again you know she's from that whole 80s uh what's it called the breakfast club group what's oh brat pack yeah that's it yeah they really tried pushing that bullshit like it's the brat pack what's what's molly's character name uh ann right 
Anne, yeah. Anne uh, and George, yeah. So, like, she does make these little, um, little references to, like, her, her, like, past Brat Pack movies. A little bit of kind of a tip of the hat to those movies. Mm-hmm. Every so often, whenever she, like, talks to Amy about being, like, a teenager and all this, uh, which I thought that was, that was pretty cool, you know? And but it seems like Anne's character really changes a lot, and she doesn't she doesn't do like the whole mom type speech later on, if I remember correctly. She she kind of switches gears. They kind of like try to like her develop her, and the problem is that in a show with so many characters like this, it's hard to flesh out and develop everybody they do a really good job with ricky they this is ultimately becomes ricky's story like and it should have focused more on him and would have been a more interesting concept like this poor damaged child that has to grow into a man very quickly and you know rises to the occasion it's actually they do a really good job with him uh, no, like I, I, I was gonna say that uh, Ricky is like no Ricky is like originally painted as like I guess this this bad boy this like villain but then he is instantly a character you you are secretly kind of like rooting for because like he does have that damaged background and and you see see his side and you're, you you want him. To, to be with Amy and you want him to say, hey, you know what? Ben, get out of here, you know? And, uh, yeah, you just, you want him to punch Ben in the face like almost yeah. immediately, like fucking knock him out and go take your fetus home, you know, <laughs> put it in a cradle because a six weeks fetus is an eight pound baby in this universe. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean to touch on that again. Very frustrating, but Ricky is comes his bright spot of you want him to be better. As soon as Ernie Hudson gives him the speech, his foster mom telling him you have patterns, which is more lucid moments in the show, like apart from all the craziness that this is a situation a lot of like abused children find themselves in growing up quickly, like having to get jobs, having to navigate school and I think they should have just had him the main character instead of Amy chewing the scenery and doing that goofy stutter. Like, I took care of it. What do you mean you took care of it? I took care Like, abortion is this, like, sad whisper. And, like, no, it probably would have been better for everybody, like, if they did a shmush motion, but, of course, it wouldn't have been a show and I have to remind but, myself that that there just wouldn't have been a show if it wasn't for that stupid fetus. And uh, oh yeah, <laughs> I guess just these two idiots having that point, you know. And Ricky, of course, the actor's good, and you know he does has this kind of Jack Olson impersonation, but he does a monologue to Adrian's father in like season two when he's like, "You walked it," or I think it's late season one. I'm the best thing you ever had. You ever had, man. And it's like, you can't handle fatherhood, man. And just... This was episode four, or was it episode five? Episode four starts with... uh, Because, like, Ricky was 
was trying to get Grace and Jack to do these weird dates, but like he would drive them and then drop them off and whatever. Like, I don't uh, get what he was getting out of this, by the way. I don't know if he was trying to sleep with Grace or not. Uh, so like he would drop drop off uh Grace and Jack, well, uh, Grace like meet up with Jack and like Jack would drop off Grace like Ricky like pick her up. Uh, but then Ricky would sleep with Adrian. So so one night he didn't sleep at Adrian's place. He wakes up late. Uh, and Adrian does this whole like weird shirt thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he takes his shirt. Yeah. Stupid plot contrivance. Plot contrivance. Yeah. I'm going to start saying that to highlight these idiot things that they just need to drive the plot, like early social yeah. media, the shirtless boy, and this ass-kicking cheerleader. Let's show it again, boys. Roll up like, your MySpace. Why do they show that video so many times? Like, what is happening what, like, in this town? Like, there was, like, why is this new like this news channel like like they show it like about like twenty times like twenty times and then like the the main like anchor is like you know there's like issues like Syria and stuff like that but you know what let's roll that video one more time of like this was during a serious financial crash like crash <laughs> literally of two thousand eight I think this aired like around that time I can't I it was. Fall or July, yeah. whatever. But there was a serious financial stuff going on. It was like an election year. <laughs> that was when Barack Obama ran for president. And this yeah. news is this makes me think this is part of the Camden universe because the Camdens have everything censored. So everything is pleasant and happy. And the only thing they're allowed to show is occasional security camera footage. That's all they're allowed to have. I will say this. When Ashley confronts confronts her dad as he's like leaving, not gonna lie to you, not gonna lie to you, I teared up a bit. I was like, ooh, that got me. That got it's me. It's a good scene. Even a yeah. little no mouth is like, yeah. how could you leave at a time like this? And, you know, yeah. she can't act, but it's a good scene. Like, the, I think that because she she looks like you can't leave in a time like this and her mom's like what do you mean a time like this and like molly take an acting class like (laughs) um (laughs) (laughs) and get she plays an inattentive housewife mom. You don't got a job. You should have been monitoring your daughter's cycle. That's what you should have been doing and take her to that free clinic that exists. Nobody ever has an abortion at because Reverend Camden would not allow it. Um, Yeah, that was a good scene. Uh, I think they picked Ashley because she looked like Angelina Jolie. Like she plays a younger version of her in a Disney movie that came out a couple years ago. And I think that she had the looks of the time and they were like, she looks like none of the people in that family. Like Amy's just like, Oh yeah. She looks, you know, speaking of, yeah, she looks, man, I never like thought about that. Well, maybe I did like back, back in the day, but yeah, she does not look related to Amy Hosen. Oh, cause Anne is fair with red hair. George is ugly. <laughs> 
the only thing you can say is George is ugly. And um, I'm being really mean to her dad. Like, he's not the worst looking person. You really are. <laughs> but just compare. Look at all these beautiful, like, people. And, like, they just rounded up her dad. Like, the cast list of, like, Elaine's boyfriends on Seinfeld. I'm pretty sure, almost sure he was one of the sponge dudes. I don't know. But... He's acting sitcoms. He was around, and he he's a good actor. Um, but yeah, Ashley looks like like Molly Ringwald redhead. Why didn't they give her a pretty redheaded daughter? And that goes back to this like show having ethnic girls as the slutty because Ashley looks like an ethnic white. That's the only thing you can say. Like she looks like she looks Romanian and like gorgeous. And like versus like at Amy who has that weird like turtle face or whatever like I can't yeah. like <laughs> Joe Camel like <laughs> all like these like his these younger actresses you like the younger girls like you know Ashley Simpson and stuff like that they have these weird faces and but like the hair. The side I don't know, wings, it didn't frame her face right, but it was but like you had like people like Grace also and uh Adrian, they had these weird I don't know what you call it, but like Bratz. They they made Adrian up like a Bratz doll, which bugs me. They had the huge the lip gloss is like dripping and it's super yeah. distracting. It's not their fault. The costuming, the makeup. Like so, like maybe it's just like what it was because like I, I remember like watching the show when it was like going on, and I had like friends at that time who thought that girls like that were super attractive. Like, like my boy Brian thought that Ashley Simpson was like the hottest <laughs> thing ever. It's like, are you serious? Because she's gross looking, but no offense to her. So. But like I said, is she a bad person? Then it's okay to rip on her if she's a bad person. Look, I'm gonna blame the hair because you had that fucking choppy side bangs. We all had that. I had the side bangs. We all had it. The swoop. I mean, that was like the time, so you know. Yeah, it's like, and it made it even worse if you had the wrong face for that. It just made it worse. And so they all had the same hair, despite what they look like. They would put different styles of makeup on people that probably didn't go with what they look like. They had yeah. the the clothing. Let's get into the, the, the costuming. Let's talk about these weird smocks. They kept putting Amy in smocks. The picnic scene with Ben and then later on in her house, she's in this yellow oh, outfit yeah, the yellow, with, with like yeah. these sleeves. Okay, she's about to be the first teen mom in space. That's <laughs> what it looks like. They're going to shoot her off at a rocket ship and she's going <laughs> to Pop it out in zero gravity because it's like looks like the Jetsons. These like hovering sleeves, and it's just it's like ridiculous. Like who chose this outfit? Like and Ben proposed to her dressed like a fucking maniac. Like my girlfriend <laughs> is insane, but I want to marry her and save her from these terrible outfit choices. And I'm like, did Shailene choose this outfit? Or was this costuming? Like, I almost want to, like, write a letter. Like, hey, Shailene, I'm doing a podcast. Did you pick these clothes? Or did they somebody shove you in this? Like, was this a choice? Because sometimes the kids oh, pick man. clothes. I'm tempted, like, well, I know she, like, kind of popular, but, like, maybe we, maybe we can, like, message her on, like, Instagram yeah. or something. Hey, you 
were these your choices or were they the wardrobe people? Because yeah, it's funny face comments. Jesus, <laughs> it's not your fault, Shailene. I'm sorry, listeners, but going back to like the uh, the counselor. Um, Mr. Molina, what could be more exciting than Mr. Molina? It's uh, Madison, who everybody had a crush on this. Uh, I thought he was ugly, but go on. They thought uh, he, he is 100% on Ben's side. Uh, that he like he talks to like Amy, trying to get like Amy to confess that, that she's pregnant and all this. And and like basically whose baby is it? And um, cause he cause like Ben like you know says hey uh, Miss Mr Molina, uh, I, I love this girl and all this. I want to marry her. Ask her, you know, if she's pregnant. She's blah blah blah. Nobody called George and Anne. Like this is what's bugging me. The doctors, the medical doctors for their child didn't call her and they even uh, like they would if she had gone to the doctor they would have gotten a detailed list of what the insurance was for like i'm a lady that's been to the doctor for this not to brag but they send you a thing and yeah. they email it now but back then they, she would have gotten a letter or a phone call and been like your daughter's pregnancy test that came back positive as you know mr what i don't know my baby's pregnant Again, that's what makes the show bonkers. Banana cuckoo pick yeah. is the best like way to describe this that's show. It. Yeah, again, the fact that that is a weird background storyline that, as far as I remember watching the show, like back in the day, I don't think they really do anything about that besides just mention it. You know? Yeah, uh, and it's it's just like. You know, you should have like been like, where did I get this insurance from? Because it would have detailed that there was a pregnancy test and like ultrasound, breastfeeding, because apparently the six week fetus is a two year old child in the universe of this show. And uh, (laughs) like there would have been a trail, a paper trail like it. Yeah. And it's like nobody told. Did everybody in the town hate Anne and George? Because Anne appears to have no real friends. Like, nobody is, like, sitting her down. Because everybody in town knows Amy's pregnant, like, by episode yeah. three or four. Because um, she's showing already. And yeah. they, um... <laughs> your daughter is obviously pregnant. I was a bit pudgy, you know? <laughs> the pudgy! She's just a bit pudgy. It's like, shut up, Ben! Um, no, my favorite scene... I love Ben and Leo together. Like he becomes the logical mouthpiece for Ben's insanity. Ben is crazy. He is insane. But his father is rich. And in in this world and in that universe, if you have money, you're not crazy. You have money. And so Leo comes in like swinging to the counselor like who broke his heart? Like, that's what I was saying, man. Let's go get some pizza. Like, are you trying to buy Amy from the counselor? Get the counselor on board. Go to George. Give him a couple steaks. Bing, bang, bang, bing. Yeah. yeah, Leo's, when he was with the counselor, yeah, it's, it's weird. Like, why is Leo 
trying to sell, he's trying to like pitch this idea to like almost anybody that, hey, he needs to marry Amy at 15. You know, we got the money. He's got the money. We can like provide Amy for like a good life. She don't do anything. Oh, we get lonely in that big old house. <laughs> let's have your daughter. It's like, what? What are you getting in on this, Leo? Like, hey, let's talk about Leo. Like, why are you trying so hardly to get a fifteen-year-old daughter in your house? Because you're not only gonna marry them, you're gonna move her into your house. There's no like, oh, Ben can live with you. It's you specifically want to direct this underage girl yeah. into your home. Let's talk about that, Leo. He's very likable. I love Leo. He's my favorite, probably my favorite, like, side character. Like, I just love the moments of him just speaking for Ben. My son will be taking your daughter now. Goodbye, everybody. It just, like, tries so hard to make this happen. And then George has a moment of being a good father. He's like, she's 15 years old. She can't get married. That's a lucid moment. Like there are lucid moments when the show actually says the good normal thing and then just yeah. steamrolls over. Because eventually he does, spoiler alert, marry Ben off to somebody on the show. The show again romanticizes the wrong thing. Marriage is hard work. Like everybody I know that's gone from living together and dating and officially getting married has said it's completely different. Like, you're basically becoming a fused person that has, you have to learn to walk with four legs. And this show is ignoring that it's a very adult thing that most adults aren't ready for. Marriage is difficult. And like, these are children. As like a teenager, when I was back in my teen years, whatever, 50 years ago, um, Nineteen eighty four. Nineteen eighty four. When I was graduating high school. Um, <laughs> this is your flashback show. Is like it was nineteen eighty four. But yeah, um, but yeah, like, like back in the high school, I also thought you know I had this different image of like what what marriage was and and like what it meant. And as I got older. You know, I started to realize things like, yeah, marriage is not this glamorized thing that movies and like TV shows kind of do it. So like, that's why I guess I could see why Ben wants to marry her because like Ben just knows this like glamorized version of like marriage. And plus it's like his dad is like pushing for it. He's like, hey, Ben, you marry her yet? You sleeping with her yet? Is she married Ben? She having a baby. Like he says it so casually. Like, yeah. why are you like acting like this is normal? And that's one thing that like crazy people do is that there's a lot of gaslighting. Let's talk. Uh, we talked about oh. Ben being an abuser. Leo gaslights really well to oh. take away the charm and the presence of this old Guido. Him being Please. like. That's why, like, Leo is one of the worst side characters because, yeah, he, he does. I love him for the craziness, but not for as a human is what I I should that disappoint. Like, like, it makes sense to, like, that's that's Ben's dad because Ben's crazy. His dad's crazy. He, he, he does gaslight him a lot. Like, like, it's almost like I was 
like I picture Leo's like uh, Leo just like walks into like Ben's room. He's like, "Hey man, you touch your titty yet?" Oh. <laughs> and Ben's like, "No." And he's like, "Son, come on, do it." You're the sausage king's son. You should have already touched a titty. Have you? You're a sausage titty. Yeah, sausage king. Did you did you get your dick wet yet, Ben? Have you gotten the dick wet? <laughs> no, they would never say dick wet. Did she, did she suck your penis with her mouth? And, <laughs> and like, she would, people were like, not yet, Dad. I don't know. It's like, come on. Come on, son. Get it sucked, you know? You're Sasha's, Sasha's prince. Because, like, he's a Sasha king, so, you know, he's a prince. Yeah. It, it just, it's like, like the gaslighting he does with George sitting in this like other businessman's office trying to convince him that two 15 year olds getting married is a good idea. Uh, There are people I know in their thirties who should not be married. Like we talked about that already, but like just him being like, just give me the daughter. Can you imagine him being in a relationship with a woman and doing that? Being like, ah, Cheating? What do you mean cheating? I just slept with somebody else. That's not cheating. That is cheating. I don't think so. Don't make me right. Because <laughs> like I've had conversations with people like that where they do something terrible and then it's like they do the. Le- I'm gonna call it the Leo. Let's call it the Leo. It's like Leo. that's not how that happened. I'm like, no, I was just there. That's exactly what happened. Nah. Are you nope. sure? I don't think so. Why my son get married to your daughter? Come on, George. <laughs> and they all start thinking it's a good idea, and they don't know that these are two very abusive men. And even I have that problem when I'm watching the show, is the cult nature of this show. It's like it makes you kind of like, hmm, maybe that wouldn't be so bad. They do have a lot of money because you know all rich people are nice. <laughs> you know all rich people are good and nice and would never hurt it. They let this underage girl move in and Ben and Leo just pass Amy back and forth on a nightly basis. It's just, oh, <laughs> oh man. Penis under the fat, Mr. Boykovich. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> oh jeez but yeah um see what I want to bring up before because like I feel I guess we should wrap up the first episode now um <laughs> this is all the first episode <laughs> I would say listeners whoever you guys are we are a brand new podcast and we will continue to do the show The Secret Life um not the secret life of Zach and Cody. That's a different show. The secret uh, life of pets. I've watched both movies so far. <laughs> but um so yeah, uh, I don't know how to wrap this show up. Our next episode, episode two, will be about uh the secret life of American Teenager, episode six through what, twelve or whatever, ten. Yeah. Uh, it's the first one. First episode, I thought it went pretty well. Five hundred. <laughs> we'll have it down packed. It'll be we'll in my forties by that point. Not- yeah. So this has been episode one of Thirty Year Old Teenage Podcast. 
so I'll I'll do this. Bye from Joey. Bye from Dolores. Watch this bonkers banana pants show. Check out Euphoria. Watch them together while doing drugs. <laughs> I'm probably going to try that next time for the next six episodes. Secret Life of the American Teenager on Acid. Why not? Yay. <laughs> All right. I got like, I got you like the bison like soup at. Yeah.